Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Brandon Lang from BrandonLang.com here on the Believe Podcast Network. Podcast number two, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Friday, November 16th, 2018. Some of the topics we're going to cover, of course, is the honeymoon over in Golden State. Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. Interesting little scenario there from a few nights ago. Is Mike McCarthy gone in Green Bay after the play-calling performance Thursday night against the Seattle Seahawks? Plus, we'll take a look at college football, a couple of key matchups there. Quick look at the NFL and talk about that Monday night total between Kansas City and the Rams, which, by the way, is the highest posted total from Vegas, 63 points in the last 30 years. First things first, though, is the honeymoon over in Golden State. Listen, I thought Kevin Durant was gone after last year. Him coming back surprised me. I've said all along, even when he made his quick pit stop to Golden State from Oklahoma City, that his final resting place would probably be Los Angeles with King James. Uh, Now that seems like it's more evident. Draymond Green did not give him the ball late in that basketball game on Monday night. He, of course, goes down, turns it over. Kevin Durant can be heard walking back on the floor to start overtime. Now you know why I'm the fuck out of here. So as you break down the scenario in the locker room afterwards, Draymond Green saying something to the extent of, you're not bought into this team, you're leaving anyway, made it personal. That's something that they're not going to be able to overcome. And Kevin Durant, in my opinion, is heading to L.A. Now the question is, when Durant gets to L.A., will the Lakers have enough money in the salary cap to get Leonard there as well from Toronto? And then there is your next super team, albeit for probably just three or four years. Can you imagine King James, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, the super team of the L.A. Lakers? But I can tell you this, Durant and James and being able to punish Golden State and more so Draymond Green, that's going to be an interesting scenario if it takes place when this season is dead and gone. Now to Thursday night, courtesy of Russell Wilson. I had over the posted total at BrandonLang.com. Russell Wilson, for the second game in a row, uh, was very good to me. I had the Seattle Seahawks plus the 9.5 in L.A. last Sunday, and he led that 12-play, 90-yard drive, down 12, catching 9.5 to deliver the backdoor score and, of course, deliver that monster 159 winner for me. So, uh, Russell, great job. But more importantly, if you watch the game, I have criticized Mike McCarthy for years. I have absolutely destroyed him for years for being an overrated coach and an overrated play caller. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in the ball game, the Green Bay Packers are trailing the Seattle Seahawks 27-24. There is four and a half minutes to go in the game, and Green Bay has a fourth down and two from their own 32-yard line. Now, what game is Mike McCarthy watching that he thinks he can punt the ball away and his defense, which has been getting gashed in the run game all night, is going to get him the ball back? What voice in your head did you hear, or your offensive coordinator upstairs, or whoever it was, convince you that A, let's punt it away and see if our defense can get a stop, or B, 
I trust Aaron Rodgers on fourth down and two to pick up the first down and keep the chains moving, and let's go down there and get A, a tying field goal, or B, win this thing in regulation. He chose A. He punted it away, and Aaron Rodgers never saw the ball again. Now, my sources in Green Bay tell me there has been a rift between these two. It started with him trading away his uh, uh, go-to guy in Jordy Nelson. Uh, his quarterback's coach was let go or, or went somewhere else or pushed out the door. We don't know. And, and now Rodgers, who, of course, never gets to call his own plays um, under the control of Mike McCarthy. I've said this for years. You are wasting the talent of Aaron Rodgers with a head coach like Mike McCarthy that they should have won a lot more than they have. And the one Super Bowl they did win, well, you can put that on the Pittsburgh Steelers at the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter on a second and one. They decide to run it from the Green Bay 42. Clay Matthews blows up the play, causes the fumble, and Pittsburgh's never able to get back in it. That drive would have gave them the lead. That Super Bowl was more so of Pittsburgh losing it then Green Bay winning it, or McCarthy wouldn't even have a Super Bowl. So at the end of the day, I say he's gone at the end of this year. It'll be interested who Green Bay goes after. That is a coveted job to have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's funny. John Gruden waits a year, doesn't go back to L.A. Would he have taken the Green Bay job? I think that's going to be one of the most coveted jobs in the NFL to be able to go in there and have a quarterback like Rodgers to just start your coaching career or continue your coaching career. All right, let's take a look at college football. The game everybody wants to talk about, Syracuse and Notre Dame. And for me, as I look at this ball game here, I truly believe that Syracuse has a chance to win this game outright. You break down Syracuse as, as dominant as Clemson has been all year long. For me, this is a Syracuse team that went into Clemson week three and with five minutes to go in the game in Death Valley, Syracuse led the game 23-20. They couldn't hold on. They couldn't hang in there. And Syracuse got the touchdown and ended up winning the game 27-23. Syracuse is catching 10 in this game. When they're facing opponents with a win percentage greater than 600, they are 8-0 against the spread the last eight. And if that team is undefeated, they have gone 7-3 against the number with four outright wins. Ladies and gentlemen, it wouldn't surprise me if Syracuse shocked the world and beat Notre Dame outright. Two other games in the Big Ten to look at. Michigan State goes to Nebraska. Line is now Nebraska minus one. Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers have covered five straight, almost beat Ohio State at Ohio State. You might be able to give Nebraska a little look at home as Scott Frost continues to build that program and momentum he has going they're at home. Michigan State off the emotional loss to Ohio State, the big home win of Purdue, the emotional game against Michigan, flat spot. And by the way, Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State, 1-9 against the spread his last 10 when laying points on the road. Last but not least, Minnesota at home just beat Purdue 44-10. They're one game away from becoming bowl eligible. They have five wins. They need a sixth win. P.J. Fleck knows we got to win this game here. I don't know how we'll fare going to Wisconsin next week uh, to try to get a win in Madison and get that sixth win. This is a Northwestern team that punched their ticket to the Big Ten championship game last week with the win at Iowa. What do they have to play for here? absolutely nothing. I th th think this game sets up very well for Minnesota, which, by the way, the home team in this series has covered the last four. Now let's go to the NFL on Sunday. 
Doggy dog world. And by the way, this may be the craziest thing you hear, but the Tennessee Titans could go to the Super Bowl. That's how good this team's playing right now. They roll into Indianapolis. They're catching one and a half, two. I like the Titans here. like what I saw from them last week over the New England Patriots. If you think about the Titans and you think about this football team and you think about what they've done in their season and how they've played. Listen, first of all, they have dealt with injuries all year long. First and foremost, injuries. Marcus Mariota is finally healthy now. And when you break down their schedule and you break out how their season has gone, other than that 21-0 shutout where Marcus Mariota had the broken hand, they have been competitive in every single game. Week one, they lost 27-20 to Miami, came back home, beat the Houston Texans 2017, went into Jacksonville, beat the Jags 9-6, took care of Philly at home 26-23, lost the weird game up in Buffalo 13-12, the shutout to the Ravens 21-0, at Los Angeles in London, dominated the second half, lost 2019, went for two to win it, and they knocked off Dallas and New England back-to-back weeks. See how competitive this team is? Number one defense in the NFL, getting points on the road. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? That's good enough for me. I like the Tennessee Titans on the road over the Indianapolis Colts to get it done there. Game two, Dallas and Atlanta. Now listen, a lot of people are talking Dallas letdown. I don't see the letdown. I don't. I know Atlanta's 1-10 against the spread, their sixth home game of the season. Their defense is a travesty. Their red zone offense is horrible. And the bottom line, everybody was talking about Philadelphia making a run in that NFC East It's Dallas, I see, making that run. Featured Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, last Sunday against Philadelphia. Big win there, momentum. I think they found themselves. I like Dallas uh, to get it done on the road at Atlanta. Back-to-back road wins for the Cowboys. And last but not least, can't not talk about the NFL and the biggest over-under in the last 30 years, 63 between KC and the LA Rams. And for me, this game is going to go basically how – Three games have gone this year. Rams in Minnesota, 38-31 final. Team that had the ball last one combined for 69. How about the Chiefs and New England, 43-40 combined for 83. And how about the Saints in the Rams, 45-35. They combined for 80 points in that one. Listen to me. There's not enough points they can make this. I think it's a Big 12 game between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. And when the smoke clears, the team that has the ball last is probably going to win this football game. And you go over 63 on Monday night. That is the best bet on the board. Last but not least, the stat of the day. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you. Keep an eye on that New Orleans-Philadelphia matchup. I personally think New Orleans blows them out. But defending Super Bowl champions are 13-1 and against the spread as a road dog when facing an opponent with a win percentage greater than 825. Ready for this? It's 7-0 and straight up and against the spread since 2000. Tread lightly, my friends. I'm Brandon Blang right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Doesn't get much better than that. And listen, if you like it, if you like the podcast... If you enjoy, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in, Spotify, and iHeart. You can find us at Believe.com. I'm Brandon Lang. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Believe Podcast Network. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.